The Holy Gospel from St. John, the 10th chapter. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is a shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper keeps the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Well, before the sermon, I'd like to mention that today we say goodbye, farewell to two longtime members of Grace, and they will be missed. And that is Irv and Vera Wiesenberg. And where is it you're going to go? Why don't you guys stand? Not everybody knows you in spite of the 40 years you've been members here. And is it Oregon you're going to? To Bend. Very good. We will miss you. And we'll check the directory and let those ELCA churches know that you've come. (laughs) Very good. Best of everything to you. Well, this fourth Sunday of Easter is known as Good Shepherd Sunday every year. And every year, Psalm 23 is included as one of the readings. The psalm is so often included in funeral and memorial services that on first thought it seems strange to include it during Easter. However, it offers hope and comfort to all who hear it. To fully appreciate the images in the psalm, it helps to consider the setting in which it was written. Now, rainfall is in very short supply in the Holy Land. In the midst of our beautiful green hills this spring, we may not be impressed by hearing about a shepherd who leads his sheep to rest in green pastures and by still waters. But that is desert country, and the hot sun heats up the rocky surfaces to burning temperatures. There are few trees or any other protection from the elements there. The shepherd leads the way to a place of refreshment, to a special, peaceful resting place. And we each need those special oasis spots in our lives whether it is a geographical location or a spiritual time. The psalm speaks of the hope of Easter. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we need fear no evil. God, through Jesus Christ, has provided an opening for us to enter when our life ends on this earth. Jesus will be there holding the gate open for us to enter into God's eternal kingdom. 
At the center of the psalm are the words, for you are with me. We need not fear the future. Because of our good shepherd, we can face the future with confidence and hope. Our gospel lesson has more to say about sheep and their shepherd. This is almost more about sheep than I care to speak about. I don't know about you, but I don't particularly like being compared to a sheep. Maybe it goes back to my childhood on the farm. My father never liked sheep. I think his feeling had its roots in the past when the sheep herders were doing battle with the farmers. <laughs> and I was relieved to find that I'm not alone. I read the comments of a theologian writing a commentary on this scripture. And she wrote that she confesses that she tunes out on sermons in which the preacher talks about the stupidity of sheep and compares them to the congregational members. <laughs> we all realize, of course, that 2,000 years ago, sheep and shepherds were much more relevant in society. The intimacy and comfort of Jesus' shepherd in imagery spoke clearly to the hearers in John's community. And what this scripture from John's gospel is really telling us is that Jesus is our gateway to God. In it, Jesus fulfills the Old Testament promises that God himself will come to shepherd his people, as recorded in the writings of the prophets, such as when Ezekiel wrote, God the good shepherd cares for the sheep, rescuing them from the places to which they have been scattered, feeding them and tending to the weak, the injured, and the lost. Jesus is the good shepherd not simply because of his relationship to the sheep, but especially because of his relationship with God. Jesus still invites us to come through that door and share in the life of his disciples. That gateway is an entry into the community of those who believe. Notice that Jesus invites us to come through that doorway. We are not forced to enter. His leadership is through compassion and love, not coercion. All who enter through that door receive their identity from Jesus. The community that gathers shares in the mutual relationship of God and Jesus. And today's first scripture reading, which is usually from the Old Testament, is from Acts. It describes life in that community that Jesus has invited through the doorway. The opening verse tells us about life in that community. The members devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. That was the early church. The Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts were probably written about 40 years after the resurrection. They were just trying to get things figured out as to how to live out the Gospel. Their efforts still have meaning for us today even though Luke presents an idealized portrait of the earliest assemblies of believers. Their four actions could be in our present day, similar to our coming together in worship, preaching, praying, and celebrating the Eucharist. Luke has no clear dividing line between the activities of daily life and those of liturgical life. Rather, he sees all the routines of human living as a unity, it must be noted that the people Luke is writing about were not brought together by common nationality, language, or family. Only their, their common belief in a God who would fulfill God's promises in Jesus Christ held them together. 
They were undoubtedly among the 3,000 who were added to the believers that we heard about last Sunday in St. Peter's first post-resurrection sermon. Luke's picture of the community of good works illustrates the continuity between Jesus and the origins of the church. Luke underscores that the church's spirituality is inseparable from social responsibility. Luke challenged the church of his day to take responsibility for the needy. Unfortunately, we in the church today do a better job of carrying out liturgical practices than accepting social responsibility. We still have a lot of work to do in that area. Now, in closing, I'd like to mention that this is the central Sunday of the season of Easter. I'm glad that we still have the butterflies and the flowers decorating the trees. But it's so easy to forget about the day and the season in our fast-paced society. And we need to be reminded that Easter is not over. This past Tuesday at our Peninsula Conference meeting during the worship service, the preacher pointed out that we Lutherans do quite a good job of Lent. We have extra services. We here at Grace meet with the members of St. Mark's on Wednesday evenings. We make adjustments in the worship liturgies, etc. But then Easter Day happens. It's a big celebration with trumpets and special music, special food and candy, new clothes and family gatherings. But we don't do so well about celebrating the 50 days of the season of Easter. First comes what is usually known as Low Sunday because church attendance drops dramatically the Sunday after Easter. And then came last Sunday and we heard about Peter's first sermon. And now today we hear about Jesus as a gatekeeper. Good news, but not so exciting as the resurrection news, even though it has meaning forever. The pastor suggested that we encourage people to keep the celebration alive. He suggested that we have special, unusual foods at meals and light candles, take a walk and listen to the birds and admire the flowers and the joys of creation. He suggested that we be creative ourselves to keep the spirit of Easter alive. He said that we should keep in mind the women who gathered at Jesus' tomb. And when they found it empty, they ran out to share the good news. He said, be an alleluia person. Be joyful. Share the news. You each have much to be cheerful about. You are loved. You have been let in through the gate. Be a wager of peace, a a forgiver of wrongs, and a builder of community. Good suggestions to keep in mind. It's still Easter. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Amen.